Y'all with me? Hallelujah. I'm going to go on down. I stopped at verse 20. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayst be made free, use it rather. For he that is called is in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. At least he ain't bound. God brought you out of your bondage. Enjoy it. Take advantage of it. May not be where you want to be at the time, but take advantage of it. Use it. Take advantage of what God's done. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Don't be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Take what God's done and do something with it. If it ain't what you want, seek God for something greater. Seek God for a, a, a deeper walk. Seek God. It's what I had to do. I just didn't sit on the church bench for 10, 12, 15 years. God comes at me on the shoulder. He said, now I'm going to give you an anointing and give you the ability to do what you've always wanted to do. I had to get out there and fight, fall down, skin my knee, get in fights with the devil, feel like I was going to get whipped sometimes. But I grew. I learned. I didn't sit still. Amen? Didn't sit still. Every time I got ministered to, I took God's word and I'd run with it. I'd run with it. Y'all hear me? time, children. This is your day. Sister Brenda, Sister Pat, Sister Linda, this is your day. This is your day to come forth. Sister Patty, Brother Michael, this is your day to come forth. This is your day. This is your day. This is my wife's day. I don't know why Sister Lisa thinks she can get up there and do what she does. Because she sat under this word of my ministry for 25 and 26 years. You hear me? She may not have been out there actively doing, but ain't nothing ignorant about that woman when it comes to things of God because she sat under my preaching for 25 years. It wasn't her time to come forth. Now's her time. God saved her for this time. Some of y'all, God saved you for this time. Some of you, this is now your time to come forth. But for God's sake, find out what God's chosen you to do. Get a hold of it and fight for it. And quit running around trying to straighten everybody else out. Because if you do what I'm called to do, then I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, I want to be Brother Matter. Well, if you become me, then who am I going to be? I sure don't want to be you. I like who I am. Most of the time. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you, some of y'all had to deal with what went on up here. Y'all pray that off of you in a hurry. If you have to fight the warfare that goes on up here and, and straighten out and deal all the things that went on up here, you throw your hands up and say, God, never mind. I don't want to be Brother Matter. I just thought I did. <laughs> Y'all understand what? There's got to be government. We can't go outside government. The church is so operated without spiritual government. That's the reason it's in the mess that it's in today. We ain't 40, 50 years ago. God's moving us into a new day. 
He's doing a new thing. You listening to me? He's doing a new thing. Just like we had to find the mind of God for this service. We had to find the mind. Why? God's moving different than what he used to move. Just pat. Take your time. Don't worry about feeling. I, I know what it's like. You get up there and you're trying to wait on God and people are pulling on you. Start service. Let them wait. Let them wait. You got to wait till you feel the leadership of the Spirit of God. And if God don't do something and God don't give you direction, stand there and just wait. Just let the people worship God. Wait till God speaks to you. Wait till God leads you. Why? I've seen two services in the ministers meeting got messed up. Two services got messed up. One was a great service. But somebody in the congregation jumped the gun and didn't wait on the leading of the Spirit of God. And that last service Brother Cromer had, he come to me after service and told me, he said, he said, because, and this goes on in a lot of y'all's minds, because God had already used him to speak one time that day and the Spirit of God was still moving, he didn't want to be the one to speak the word of the Lord, but he said it was on me. And when he didn't speak, somebody that didn't have the experience spoke. And you can only prophesy according to the ability that's in you. That was a word, that vessel didn't have the experience to speak. And so what God really wanted to do, didn't get spoke. You know why? They didn't have the leadership of the Spirit to wait. And they spoke out of zeal. And the service went flat, more or less. It just more or less went flat. See, there's times I'll stand up here on this platform. I know what God's going to do. I know what God's going to do before I ever walk out that door back there many times. And the Spirit of God will be moving and I'll wait because I know what God's going to do. Could I speak the word of the Lord? Oh, yeah, many times I could. But there's a lot of times I feel God working in the body and God's wanting the body to come forth. And then there's times zeal just gets in it. Y'all listening to me? As long as it don't break the flow of the Spirit, ain't nothing hurt. But learn to wait on the leadership. Learn to wait on where God wants to take you. What God, if God wants to speak to you, you feel the word of the Lord rising. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. Be sure. There's sometimes I'll let God deal with me five, ten, fifteen minutes about the word of the Lord, about ministering to somebody. Sometimes I'll have Whitney sing another song. Why, I'm weighing things out. I'm weighing things out. Trying to find that leadership of exactly where God wants to take us. Because there's times I could move and do things. God would bless them. But is that his perfect will? No. No. You've got to get that government in your life. You've got to get that order in your life. You've got to get that relationship in your life. Where you know that you know that you know you're exactly in that channel where God wants you. Not easy to do.
before God's taken. Y'all hear me? This is where God's taken. This is where God's taken. And what God's bringing forth in the ministry, y'all listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. If you're young in the Lord, you ain't got the experience to go lay hands on somebody. You ain't got the experience to minister to somebody. You hold your seat. Because right now, the ministry in that front part like we had a while ago if God moves on a minister that is equipped to go minister to somebody that's one thing but if you're not settled in your own relationship and your walk with God you ain't got no business going laying hands on somebody and praying for them I don't care what you feel you hear me why because when you do you get a lot of zeal going it'll mess up the flow of what God wants to do it'll mess up the flow and I'm going to tell you something. You, you get a lot of people moving in zeal. The Spirit of God just, it just tank. It just tank. You know, 40, 50 years ago, people just go all over the church and pray for folk. That ain't where we're at. That ain't where we're at. We're, God's bringing in seasoned ministers. I can't stand these services where they, everybody go pray for everybody. Don't want no part of them. You know why? It's confusion. It's out of order. Junk. I may not want what you got. I may not want you come laying hands on me and trying to impart your spirit to me because I don't like your spirit. Ain't got nothing to do with God. I want your spirit. Y'all listening to me? So whoever's up here on this front, if you don't know where to go and what to do, I don't care if you stand there 15 minutes. You let the people worship God. You let them praise God. You just wait. You just wait. Because if you wait on the leadership of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord will come in. Sometimes God will try you to see if you're going to wait. But you know what happens to us? We feel such the pull of the people to do something. We feel that pressure to do something. You really want God to move, you'd be better off to do nothing than you had to do to try to make something work. Maybe too straight. I'm sorry. God's taking us somewhere we ain't never been. I'm going there. I'm going there. Amen. I'm going there. You follow the leadership of what God's put in me. We go in there. We go in there. Amen. Why? I'm having to learn. If I'm having to learn, I can I, I can tell you you're having to learn. Amen. If I'm having to learn this new move of the Spirit of God, the leadership of what God's doing. You can rest assured you're having to learn too. Because you ain't been there before. God said, we've never passed this way before. We've never passed this way before. Where God's taking us brand new. There might be part of it we've experienced, but as a whole, where God's taking us. I ain't never been in a place I've had dominion over demons. I've prayed for sick folks. I'm going to tell you, when I start expounding this word tomorrow, some of y'all going to look at me and y'all gonna, your eyes going to pop out of your head and you're going, why didn't I see that? <laughs> and right turn the word all the time. Well, why didn't I see it? Wasn't God's time. But now it's God's time. Now it's God's time. Now it's God's time. Man, you realize Moses was 80 before God started using him? 
You may have a lot of years left. Praise God. It may be what God waiting on to get you to 80 years old, man, fire you up and turn you loose. Hallelujah. You know, when I was her age and my son's age, man, 60 looked old. It ain't looking too bad right now. <laughs> About three months and I'll be there. It ain't looking too bad right now. It's looking pretty good. God told me I got plenty of time, plenty of things he wants me to do for him. I ain't going nowhere except further on into God. But God, is, I told y'all in the minister's meeting, the Lord told me we're going to start seeing the five-fold ministry come forth. I'm starting to see it. I'm going to tell you, there's some ministers come in here to this meeting. I saw some changes in their life. I saw some authority and anointing. I saw something in some of these ministers come in. I ain't never seen them ministers before. I said the five-fold ministry would come forth, start coming forth, and the true ministers of the gospel would start being brought together. And all God talked about the whole kept meeting was separation. What God's doing, he's weeding out. He's weeding out. He's weeding out. I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care what you've listened to in the past. Better be sure the word you're listening to is a pure word. You better be sure the vessel that's ministering it. You better be sure the vessel that's ministering it is clean. And I'm not going to tell y'all who it is, but we had a minister come to this church several years back. Had a had a couple of good services. But they called me up several months later and wanted to come back again, and something stopped in my spirit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call them back. I told my wife, I said, something in my spirit, I don't, I don't feel right, something ain't right. Two or three times they called me and tried to come back in this church. I didn't feel right about it, wouldn't answer their calls. Got an email from them. Here just a few days ago, and I called the minister up, and they said, well, Brother Matter, we, we got some questions about this minister said, come to find out, they've been in an adulterous relationship for several years now. And it, it's that block God put in my spirit. And I told my wife, I said, that's the last time. I said, two or three different times I felt that block in my spirit about letting preachers in this church. And because somebody's word, I took somebody at their word, and I said, but the whole time, I said, I felt grieved in my spirit. I said, I ain't overriding my feelings no more. I ain't overriding that discernment no more. Ain't overriding it more. Why? Because it never misses. When God puts something in my spirit and I don't feel right about somebody, it never misses. Something ain't right in their life. The ministry God's bringing forth is clean. It's holy. It's above reproach. You hear me? It's above reproach. It's holy. It's blameless. You said there ain't no ministers like God's bringing some forth. What the Lord told me in 97 when I preached out of, of, I think it was Titus, and I preached about the, the, the order that men's lives had to be in to accept the office of a bishop. And I'm going to tell you something. I've asked God several times. I said, God, I don't know what a bishop is. But the other day I was riding down the road and I heard in the book of Acts where they was talking about how Judas fell from his place and, and they said his bishopric would be left desolate. Well, they were apostles. 
So I don't know if a bishop and an apostle is the same thing, but they said they, they said his bishop would be left desolate. That's what the word says. So I said, okay, God, I'll take that as a bishop and an apostle is the same thing. And it had it had requirements in there to be a bishop. And they're high requirements. They're high requirements. They're high requirements. One of the first ones, a lot of people in our day can't meet. They let him be the husband of one wife. He'd be the husband of one wife. And I ain't talking about one wife at a time. <laughs> one wife. One. Oh, well, Brother met her back then. They had four or five. No, he said one. He didn't say get rid of one and get you another because you didn't like her. He said let him be the husband of one wife. There's got to be order. Don't matter what God's called you to do. Don't matter the room, the office, the anointing God's placed in your life. You better guard it. You better take care of it. You better be sure you don't mess it up. Because the gifts and callings of God without repentance. God gives you a calling. God gives you anointing. It's up to you to protect that call. It's up to you to protect that anointing. It's up to you to walk orderly in it. You get out there and mess it up. It ain't God's fault. It's your fault. Amen. Man, I appreciate the Lord tonight. Boy, y'all too quiet tonight. That's all right. You know, God went on, and I'm not going to get into the depth of this, but the Lord spoke in 1 Corinthians 12 and 28, and he said, God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healing, helps, governments. There's got to be government in the church. There's got to be order in our lives. Amen. There's got to be order. There's got to be order. You can't serve God out of order. You can't walk with God out of order. You can't have a ministry out of order. You've got to be in order. You've got to be in order. You've got to be in order. God's trying to get us in order. He's trying to get us to set our house. Because I'm going to tell you, Folks don't set their spiritual house in order. Fish and die. Fish and die spiritually. Some of them, some folks fish and die naturally. Amen. Am I making sense to y'all tonight? There's got to be order. I'm not even here trying to lord over y'all. I've never tried to control y'all's lives. The only th the only gripe folks got with me is about prayer and seeking God. And when people won't get in here and pray, I am rough on them. You know why? I know they're going to shipwreck. I know they're going to shipwreck. When they won't get up, get in here and pray with the body, I know they can't find their place in God. I know they can't find their place in God. Because I'm going to tell you something, when all the body's praying and you're not in your place, you're hindering what God wants to do. You are, you're hindering what God wants to do. You've got to get in your place. Amen. Got to find, got to find the place God called you. Get in it. Stay there. You need to stay there. Why? God put governments in the church. Said he did. He put governments in the church. He put order in the church. And you can't walk outside God's order. You can't walk outside God's order. I got one scripture over in 2 Peter. I'm going to finish up with. 
Hope Joe ain't gonna like this one. Second Peter chapter two. I don't know about y'all, but I appreciate this service tonight. Y'all with me in Second Peter chapter two, verse nine. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. You know, there's people that you can't tell them nothing. I mean, you just can't tell them anything. They ain't going to take instruction. They ain't going to. They, they, they despise government. I mean, I've, I've had people tell me, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. The stubbornness of your flesh can be your destruction. It can be your destruction. Because the Bible plainly says, obey them that have rule over you in the Lord. When I'm preaching this word and it's for your benefit, you need to take heed to it and obey it. I give you a warning by the Spirit of God, you need to take heed to it. Am I trying to dominate you? No. Am I trying to rule over you? Not in the natural. But children of God, God has given me wisdom on things. God's given me insight on things. And when I expound the word, you need to listen. Why? Because they that despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed, and they are not afraid to speak evil of dignity. Man, when I was growing up, you didn't speak bad about the preacher. I don't care if it's a Catholic priest. I don't care who it was. You didn't speak evil of a, a minister, Brother Michael, back now. A young man. You didn't speak, man. Now people don't care. They don't care. They have no respect, no regard. They have no fear. And the Bible said right here, they're not afraid to speak evil of dignity. Man, the angels of God know better. Amen. They know better. You watch what I tell you, the fear of God's coming back to the house of God. Coming back, just like the book of Acts, coming back. I've seen it, I've seen it for 30 years. It's coming back. Coming back. Better be careful what you say. You better be careful what you think. You better be careful what you do. We're living in fearful times. Amen. We're living in fearful times. Very fearful times. Why? God's bringing his body together. He's bringing holiness. He's bringing cleanliness. He's putting helps and governments in the church. I'm not your enemy. I'm here to help you. Amen. I'm here to help you. And Paul stood up and told the people, he said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? If I speak this word and it hits you because something you're doing wrong, am I your enemy? No, I'm your best friend. I'm your best friend. I ain't your enemy. God shows me something in your life ain't right, and I preach the word, and it falls on you, and you get upset in your flesh about it. I ain't your enemy. I'm the best friend you got. I'm the best friend you got. Amen. Well, Brother Matter, you're supposed to have love. You know, over in Titus, it says, when people do things, it says rebuke them sharply. Somebody show me how to rebuke somebody sharply. 
without getting a sharp tone in your voice and a stern tone. Now, brother, brother Steve, you you out of order, son, and you need to you you need to be sure that you uh you deal with this situation and get everything. Let me tell you something. Most of the time, when I speak somebody sharp by this anointing, they done been talked to. They done been talked to. I done been reaching for them. I done been praying for them. I done been counseling. I done been trying to get them on track. When they don't get on track, and the spirit of God hits me, it'll come out. That's what the word says. It says reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and patience. Is that what the word says, Sister Brenda? I think I'm patient in some things. There's one thing I am I'm trying to bring you forward in God. Am I there to where everything in my life pleases me? No. But I'll get there because I'm going to please him. Amen. I'm going to please him. We're coming forward, children. We're coming forward. We're going to get this order in our lives. We're going to get it in the church. We're going to hurt the devil. Amen. We're going to hurt the devil. Too many souls at stake. The word of God's been preached in this church is too straight too plain to the point and too powerful for us not to come into what God's got for us. Hallelujah, we coming up. Amen. We coming up. Anybody with me? We coming up. Hallelujah, we going to lay hold on this. We going to lay hold on this dominion over demons. Y'all remember I preached on that dominion in camp meeting? Man, I done went to the next level on this thing. I done went to the next level on this thing. Hallelujah. I have. I done, God done took me in the I mean, I think tomorrow, if I can preach what God's put my, I think it's going to shock you. It's just simple. It's just simple. I told that minister today, I said, if I preach on what I'm going to preach on tomorrow, I said, I'll send you the CD. I said, but you call me tomorrow night after your service. And I said, let me know. I said, I guarantee you, you walk in there, the Spirit of the Lord's going to fall on you. And I said, and that thing's going to become subject to you. I said, Lord spoke in our camp meeting that when you step out there and the directed by God, the angel of the Lord is going to stand at your side and set you on fire. That angel is going to become a ministering spirit. The minister is going to become a flame of fire. That's the word. Amen. That's the word. That's what the word says. Right, you can't get around the word. Y'all love the Lord today. Anybody appreciate this word tonight? Give the Lord a great big old clap. Hallelujah. Let's get ourselves in order. You know, if I don't get myself in order... This church can't go where it needs to go. Y'all can title this coming into God's order. I may have told you at the front, something like that, coming into God's order. I want to come into God's order. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have order in your life spiritually, you don't have order in your life naturally, you're a disaster. You are. People don't have any kind of order in their life. They're always disorganized. Everything around them is disorganized. An orderly person. You can walk in the office at the house and she's got her desk neat and everything's in order. Mine, it's in my order. I know where everything on that desk is. 
I do. I know where everything is. I know where that piece of paper I put there seven months ago. I know exactly where it is. She cleaned up for me one time when we first got married. I said, I appreciate that, honey. I said, now I don't know where nothing is. If you don't clean up for me no more. But I mean, she's a person of organization and order. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But a lot of women are a lot neater than men. There are, there are some men that are neat, but not very many I know. <laughs> That's just a man thing. We just can't be neat like you women and everything, but we'll get there. Amen. But we got to have order. When it comes to things of God in our life and in our church, we've got to have order. Amen. If you're not, if you don't have order, you're in disarray. You're in chaos, you're in confusion. God's not the author of confusion. Amen. He's not the author of confusion. Start seeking God for God to put order in your life. Start seeking God for God to get you in that calling, that place God wants you. Because that's the only place you're going to fit in the body. Amen. That's the only place you're going to fit. I appreciate the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Let's go to prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for the souls and the lives you touched, the way you've moved in this service. God, and I thank you, Lord, that you're striving with us for your will to be accomplished in our lives. God, in the name of Jesus, overshadow us and keep us. Guide us and direct us. Lord, let your will be done in our lives. God, tomorrow night, let your spirit fall on Brother Michael in such a great anointing. Set him aflame, Jesus. God, as him and Sister Patty go down to minister, Lord, let the very fire of your spirit in using God, by your unction, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God, let that word, that you spoke at camp meeting come to pass. God, let the fire of your spirit fall on them. God, use them for your glory. Strengthen them people down there, Lord. God, as they go, sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Let your will be wrought, Father. Protect them, overshadow them, keep them. In Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. My God, I appreciate the Lord tonight. Give him a great big old praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go ahead and receive the offer.